T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome and good morning to the Midwestern Shooter Supply's Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Neubauer. With our usual and wonderful producer, Greg, over there. Uh, if you got any phone calls, 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. You can also contact us live via email at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And uh, this this is, uh, you know, New Year's Eve. It's, it's going to be a little bit tougher show, but, uh, you know, we'll... Let me just preface it by saying we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. live on WSSP 1250 a.m. or 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, our good friend and fellow host, John Lehman, passed away, if you didn't hear, on Monday around 10.30 a.m. Uh, the funeral was held on Tuesday, the very next day. And uh, it, it was, Greg, it was amazing. There were hundreds of people there, hundreds. It was packed. And uh, Loey, John's wife, was kind of surprised at how many people, how many lives that John touched over his life. I mean, it was just a real testament to uh, the people that he knew and helped and was friends with. I mean, it it was amazing. But, uh, you know, we're also letting people, if you want to call in and uh, have a nice story about John, you know, that you remember him by, hey, feel free. You know, uh, 799-1250 is the phone number. Uh, We welcome that. And, uh, you know, we're going to be doing the show as usual. Today's show will be as usual, uh, but we will be interjecting with John's stories, you know, which was, you know, always fun to do. And, you know, even though John wasn't at the show, you know, the last, you know, several weeks, um, it's different today because we know for sure he won't be back again. And but he's looking down on us, probably uh, calling us names and stuff, teasing us like he always did, and uh, which was always the fun part of the show. We're gonna miss John on the show uh, because of you know. Well, you know one thing, Greg, that one of the comments that people had, one comment that one fella had, and it was quite interesting. He said John had no filter. Which was true. He had no filter. That is that is very much yeah. true. But that, that was you, one of the good things about him. Yeah. You had to use the dump button several times on him. <laughs> but you knew what you had coming in. Exactly. You see, and that's just the thing about John. You might disagree with him, 
but you knew where he was coming from. You know, you knew where he was coming from. And one thing over our friendship, and I think I can speak for Danny, who's not in the studio right now. He'll be in in just a minute. But I think I can speak for Danny, too, that, you know, John and I disagreed at times, but we never said a harsh word to each other. We never got mad at each other, you know. I mean, if we disagreed, it was usually on business stuff, you know, and, and we just disagreed. But it never got brutal, you know, how it can sometimes with people. No, it was never like that. It, it, it was always ended in a friendly th- uh, comment or whatever. And one thing John always did, and a lot of people always thought it was strange, whenever you saw him or whenever you were leaving, like the musky shop, he'd always shake your hand, coming and going. And I said to him one time, he was shaking my hand again, and I said, John, Jesus, we've known each other for how many years, you know, 30 years? You're still shaking my hand when I come in and leave. And he says, I shake pe- this is what he said. He said, I shake people's hands every time because I don't know if I'll ever see them again. And I thought, wow, that's really, you know. It's a good something. way to look at life. Yeah, yeah. He, he's always, you know. And it also shows respect. Yes, yes, I it mean, does. it's mutual respect. You don't go through life seeing many people that have those attributes. And, I mean, John was a, a straight shooter, and you, you yeah. knew what you, you had when you talked to him. He didn't give you any bull, and yeah. he told you the way it was, yeah. and. And, yeah, and like I said, there were times, you know, Danny's back now, that we disagreed, you know. Danny, you know, John, you and John would disagree. I and John would disagree. He'd disagree with people, and you could disagree with him, but there was never a harsh word said. There, you never got mad, you know. You know, you never got mad Just one, at two. each okay. other. You know, John never said a harsh word to you. You know what I mean? No. You can I, disagree, listen. but you can do it in a fun Tom, way. Tom, I never disagreed. I just argued with John. Yeah, of course. We never, we never disagreed. <laughs> At the day's argued. end, we we agreed. We drove in together. Yeah. We drove home together. Yeah, uh, exactly. Today, uh, just for many of you that don't realize what's been going on, uh, John was diagnosed with the cancer about two years ago, right, right. Tom? It, it would be two years in f- come February. And it was kind of a form of stomach cancer. And uh, once they operated, they checked, and it had gone to the lymph glands. Now, when yeah. I heard that it had gone to the lymph glands, it, from my experience in the past, I, I, I felt, good. I thought, yeah, he could be a couple of months. But he, uh, out, he outlived by about a year and a half. He, he really did beat the odds as far as he hung yeah. in there courageously. And he would get up every, Satur- every Saturday, and I would walk him to my truck, and because uh, we lived next to each other there, and uh, Loey would try and get him up. She'd give him energy drinks. I mm-hmm. mean, he was a real soldier. It was the one thing he looked forward to all week long. He'd lay sick yeah. in bed, not moving all week. And then he'd actually get up and walk and get in the truck and come to me to come with me to the show. And uh, and then I'd walk him back to the truck and walk him to his place, and and he'd go lay down and, and rest for another week and come back yeah. in. So even though... He, he he was beat. He'd still come in every week. And then he'd sit here, and there were times he was more energetic. There was times he was really having— He would having, sleep on the couch. He'd go sit on the couch. We'd tell him to go— But there's times I'd tell, yeah. tell him to go sit on the couch and relax. He wouldn't do it. So, yeah. so today when I turned the corner and I looked over at an empty seat, it was, it, it was truly hard for me because for 10 years now, he and I have been coming into the show and— and now, even though he wasn't with me the last couple of weeks, now he's truly gone. So Yeah. We got a phone caller. And I already told people, Danny, if they wanted to call in with that gotcha. story about John. So who do you got on the line, Greg? Dan from the Falls. All right. Hey, good morning, Dan. How are you this morning? Good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, 
Uh, John used to have a uh, a Monday morning breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And you, you never knew what you were going to eat. <laughs> and uh, in, he invited me and my wife, and uh, he said it was only the second time a woman was invited to uh, come up and have breakfast. We hit it lucky. We had uh, walleye fillets for breakfast. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a good one. But, uh, but we met a bunch of great guys, and uh, it was... I don't know. It was something really special. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he called that the John Perch Society. Yeah, or, John oh, Perch. Okay. Yes, Yeah, exactly. and they'd have their meetings, and there was old John Ularic, who was yeah. in his 80s, uh, Donnie Eicher, who is no longer with us, and they'd all get together. And uh, you're right. You're lucky you didn't get stewed possum that day. <laughs> right, right, right. It was a good time, and, though. All right, Dan. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. Yep, take you know, care. It's, you know, it's funny that... Uh, it, John would, you know, if somebody came to the muskie shop and didn't know John, and he was outside, he would treat them like he was. They were like a long lost friend. Come on upstairs, look around. And Danny, how many times were we up there like having a, a meeting about the show, right? Right. And then somebody would come upstairs to to look at all the stuff up there, and John was like, "Come on in, <laughs> come on in." You know, it was. He was just so friendly with everybody. Yeah, there. he was friendly. Yeah, and very what, friendly. He, what what happened was, yeah. you weren't customers at Smokey's Musky Shop. No. You were friends. I mean, he he made you a customer and a friend, mm-hmm. it, all in one. You know, everybody wanted to hang out there. And uh, when I was at the uh, funeral, um, sitting in the church, it was a rather poignant moment when I sat down and I looked at all the uh, all the fishermen, all the guys. All the guy, you know, the, uh, the uh, uh, Dennis Radloff and Jim Dembeck and the Caps and and Sanks and Peckles and and myself and we're all sitting there with gray hair, and it almost felt like the end of an era because um, I, I I wish Steve Milliot could have been there too. I talked mm-hmm. to him on the phone, but without John being kind of like the nucleus of the musky shop over there, I don't know if we all would have been become friends yeah, all the yeah. events and so forth that he ran yeah. and he kind of brought us together yeah. it was kind of like a a family yeah. reunion at the funeral yeah. because everybody was there together and right. we're all getting older and right. and uh but it brought back some some memories yeah there was I, w- I was telling people earlier how there were hundreds of people there and one fellow made a comment and he said look at look at that there's hundreds of fishermen here and not one fishing hat <laughs> Not one hat. <laughs> well, I didn't recognize you, Tom, when you went to walk by. All of a sudden, there's this, you know, I expected some bald guy. Because guys that wear hats all the time, nine times out of ten, they're bald yeah, guys, right? right, right, yeah. And, uh, I know, you got I, a had big, a, I had a lot of comments from guys. You got a, yeah. They said... No, oh, you I really do s- have hair. I can see how you were a good greaser back in the day with that long hair greased back. You were a Fonz back oh, in the yeah. day, my friend. No, no, actually, you know, there were there were a lot of people that, that we saw that we haven't seen in a while, you know, and a lot of people that we'd see regularly, you know. And uh so it was nice. You know, it it was uh very nice service and all that. But uh, Lowy was surprised at how many people were there. My God. Goodness. Well, I had immediately yeah. um, got on my phone. In fact, what, what, what happened was, back in October, driving back from the show, John told me, he says, uh, he said, Lowy says I have to make it through Christmas. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, the hospice person that was there 24-7 the last couple of weeks had said to us, he's holding on for something. And I knew it was Christmas. 
And uh, I was driving back this past Monday from Oshkosh. I spent Christmas, and I didn't drive back that night because there was some rain and sleet, freezing stuff. So I'm driving back at about 7 in the morning, and I thought to myself, today's the day. And uh, I got home, and I got a text from his friend Greg, who was next door with him. I hadn't gone over there yet that uh, he passed away. Uh, yeah, so he made it through. He did make it through the Christmas. He and, lasted a lot longer than what the doctors thought. Yeah. You know, remember back, uh, there, there was a time uh, in, uh, oh, when was that, July or something, the doctor said uh, uh, he, he, he might make it through October. And then it was November. And then it was December. I mean, like you said, he was the, holding the only, on. The only thing that upsets me in this whole deal is I wanted to take him deer hunting even last year. And I thought that maybe I could drive him in the truck. He could sit on the field and, and shoot. And uh, his doctor would not sign. The, the DNR, maybe they got to change something here. This is one thing of, if they're listening. Their thing to get the handicapped is that you can't walk more than 50 feet, something like that. Yeah. It has to do with walking if yeah. you can't walk. Yeah. Well, his doctor wouldn't sign that he couldn't walk. Well, he couldn't oh, walk, but, but you know, it was hard. For it was him. hard, and yeah. he'd get tired, and and so I, I think they ought to do something different. Where if a person's got terminal cancer, you're very, very sick, very sick. I mean, he walked up until, you know, three weeks before yeah. he died. Yeah, Th- that doesn't mean that they can necessarily go walk and go sit in a cold deer blind. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I think they got to do something with those regulations. If a doctor signs off that they do have the terminal cancer, let them let them do the handicap thing and sit sit in the sit in the truck for Christ's sake. You know, um, just got to bring up this uh, one bit of email before we go to our first break. Uh, the information for, you know, Dick Smith also passed away from Dick Smith's bait and tackle. He passed away a few weeks ago. His celebration of life is going to be on Tuesday, January 3rd. And uh, let's see now, where can you get information on I that? I think it's at the Seven Seasons yes, thing. Yes, Becky wrote it down Fort, for me, and I'm glad you remembered to bring it, Tom. Yeah. Here it is, January 3rd from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Seven Seas in Heartland. That's right on Nagawica Lake. Um, if you want information as like how to get there, whatever, just call Dick Smith's bait and tackle and, uh, you can find out more information. So two, two iconic, uh, bait shop owners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, their legacy, uh, their legacy lives on. So, yeah. so we're going to go to a break. If you've got a, a John Lehman story, seven, nine, nine, 1250, when we come back, we got some information on some fishing, some fishing fishing shows. I got some hunting reports, and uh, I got some stories of my own I'd like to share. So. All right, we'll be right back with more, folks. We'll be we'll see you here on. <laughs> I kind of like lost where I was on one hundred five seven FM, the fan. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live from the Interstate Heating Studios. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's right. New Year's Eve. 
And we have a guest in the studio that just walked in. Special guest. The man, the he, myth, the legend. This guy does. <laughs> let me tell you what. Mike, this guy. The hardest man, working man in radio. Does everything around here. <laughs> Mike, everything. I just Mike cleaned the McGivern. bathrooms, boys. They, I was going to say. Just cleaned the bathrooms. He yeah. must shovel parking lots. <laughs> he does everything. You are the... He, the I even heard that he writes half of the scripts for his brother, John McGivern. This, I'll tell yeah, you Yeah, that's, oh yeah, he'd go, <laughs> as long as I stay away from sports with his stuff, it's okay. So, uh, we were talking about John earlier, and uh, you, you got the news. I did. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and I'm, your, I'm your rep here. Right. So, so, this is an account that I've, I've worked with for a while since Kevin Stone has left. And uh, I didn't know John at all and and so kevin when he left he said hey look this is a really good group of guys that you're going to be working with and understand that they they especially john doesn't really understand the backside (laughs) of all this stuff so you're gonna have to just be patient with them but what kevin said the last thing he said was these guys really care about people and john layman is a really nice guy that cares a lot about people and you're gonna like him and so I got a chance to work with John, and it, it, the first couple of times I was, I, I thought, man, he really doesn't understand what's going on in the back end of this thing. Right. But he does such a good job with with the show, and he was fun to hang out with, and fun to talk to, and he loved Pewaukee, like talking yeah. Pewaukee high school sports yeah. with me. Yeah. And my when when I listened to to your first segment driving in. The first thing that came to mind for me was when he applied for Al Qaeda. Oh yeah, he and was, was going to prove a point. He, by he golly, gonna, he was going <laughs> to prove a point. And I've told this story about a hundred times. And you got to understand that when Layman right. did that, and when they came knocking on his door, when the FBI the ma- came, the FBI black. came and said, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And he was like, I, "I was just." Checking to make sure you boys are doing your job, yeah. and and he invited him in, and you know John, with with some of the stuff that that he was going through physically, John yeah. would you know he would he had some ways to to get the pain to go away, and I, my thought was they're gonna walk upstairs, see all those guns, see a big old you know plate some stuff possums and stuff, yeah, and some stuff that that he was rolling to make himself feel a little better, yeah. and he said, man, I, I got a little nervous with that stuff. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I laughed so hard. I said, John, what? He goes, I really didn't think anybody would, would, would you know, find it. You know, Mike, uh, at the funeral, That's somebody funny. asked me. They said, was that just a rumor or was that true? I said, no, that was true. I said, they I, came and took his computer to yes. check it out. I, here, I can witness that I was the first one that I was the first one to find out something was amiss when I sent him an email. Right? I just talked to him on the phone. Okay, I'll send an email. I drove over. He didn't get it. So then I said, well, so then I tried to email from his to mine, and it was all locked up. His whole email was locked up. So later that week, he called the chief, the police chief uh, in Pewaukee, and he kind of explained the situation. He says, now, I did kind of screw around seeing how easy it would be to join Al-Qaeda. I was curious. Do you think that could have done something? And the chief says, I'll get back to you. 20 minutes later, he calls back. He says, uh, John, there's going to be some guys coming up <laughs> to talk to you in 30 oh, minutes. They were at his door. Yeah. The men in black. He said Can they were guys imagine? in suits. Can you and, imagine and, and when those guys knocked on his door? Well, you know. He probably offered him some beers upstairs. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he told them stories. Yeah. And then, 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 then he even offered them the computer, and they said, 
No, that's okay, but yeah. just don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't do Can that. Not you a good imagine idea. when they knocked on his door and John answered? <laughs> Those two guys are still telling that story yeah. about the guy <laughs> that owned a bait shop in Pewaukee, <laughs> Wisconsin. With the mountain lion. With the mountain lion. Mountain lion yeah. and the gold All and everything stuff. else. You know, there. There, there were two things. Uh, one of the things that, you know, uh, now I don't know if it happened to you, Mike, but uh, John would send emails to Stonus, your predecessor, yes. okay? Yeah. And Stonus would call me and he'd say, what the hell is he saying? Uh, what is he saying here? Yeah. Because John, you know, he he was a little uh, epileptic, dyslexic. Or dyslexic. He was all over the he'd map. He'd skip words. Yeah, he'd skip and, words. And, and he would misspell and then go to a different word and he would yeah. just, I'm oh, telling it was you, hilarious. I would call him yeah. and yeah. I'd go, John. What, Let what, me read your email back to you. Would you please? Is I don't speak whatever layman speak is. Yeah, right, I don't really right. speak it on oh. these emails. And he would laugh and he'd say, hey, you got to figure that out. And I'd go, you figure it out. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, man. That oh, was always funny. You know what? Yeah. Um, oh, and then John would complain. Well, how come when I asked Stonis to call me, he never calls me. He always calls you. And I said, that's because he doesn't understand what you're saying. Because whenever you would talk, well, at least for my, for me, I'd like to, I wanted to, let's say, talk with John about a serious topic, something about business or whatever. And John would go off on these tangents. And I'd, my favorite word to him was focus. Focus, yeah. John. Focus just on this. Don't go off on these well, tangents. Well, you weren't there when he was doing the emails because he oh, wasn't focused, man. And, and here's the thing. Yes, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but John had muscular Tourette's his, right. his life. And and that really affected his neck a lot. And he was in he was in pain a lot most of his life. You he know? was. And, yeah. uh, and that's why, uh, you know, I, I guess we can say this now, but, you know, his doctor said, well, I can prescribe the 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 marijuana pills mm -hmm. but he says they're not as good as the real thing for your for your Tourette's now he wasn't saying go out and get it but he just says these pills aren't as good as right. the real thing well he was trying to give him a wink wink nudge nudge you know like or wink wink nod nod you know like these aren't as good well, as the Well, then he had a female stuff, doctor so. who did more than the wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> yeah. She in front of Lois said, if I were you, I'd do as much of this as I could. Yeah, and, and it did help him. It did well, help, yeah. And there's so. nothing better than driving in at quarter to six in the morning oh. and having a 70-year-old guy smoking a fatty out in the parking lot. <laughs> They're just, you know what? He was the best, man. I will miss him. Yeah. And him walking over to my desk during a break of yeah, your show. Yeah, exactly. He'd always come he, over. He'd come over there, and he would... He'd always have something on his mind, but I wasn't quite sure. And he would get, and he'd start talking about my brother. He'd talk about Pewaukee football, yeah. or yeah. he would talk about Pewaukee basketball, or this kid or that kid. And then all of a sudden, mid-sentence, he'd go, I got to go. I got to go back on the show. See ya. And just turn and walk away. And I'd go, John, I love you. I'll see you later. See you later. Yeah. He, um, I'll tell you this. The people out in Pewaukee will, will miss him. And, and he cared a lot about those kids from that mm -hmm. high school. He, he, he hired a lot, oh, of, a kids lot, a lot of kids. Yeah. A lot of kids. So a lot of kids. Out he, there. As Kevin Stone has said, he was a really good man that cared a lot about people. And we, and like I said missed. earlier, he talk, was. He talk was, about oh, hiring yeah. a lot of kids. The legacy, Mike, you wouldn't believe. Um, the, the, the kids that worked for him, John had a, a do it. He, he'd just say, here, do this, go figure it out. Now they probably broke a few building codes as far as having them <laughs> go build this, sure. go wire this, go do this. These are kids that clean boats. Uh, one is close to being a doctor right now. Mm -hmm. uh, another one's a big CEO at Kohl's. Um, 
Another one is the air traffic controller of Waukesha Airport. It goes on and on and on, the successes, and one of them has told me, um, and he's a plumber, successful. He said, John taught us how to just go out and do it and not be afraid. And right. uh, and he really mentored a lot of young young people. They were renting fishing boats for crying out loud. I had a guy on Faith in the Zone not long ago. Oh, Richard. Rich, yeah, Richard Crane. Yep. And I'm telling you that he said, look, John Lehman, did a, he said he did so much for me. And not just a paycheck, but it was the, 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 the um, how to get up and come to work. Work hard, have a little fun when you're working. Right. But like you said, he said he taught me so much about how to be an employee and how to mm-hmm. be a good employee and want to work yeah. for a guy that cares about and, you. And every now and then, John would have to lay the hammer down. You know, if something wasn't going right, he'd start hollering. He'd get all fired up and holler. And then, he, then he'd look over at you and wink and smile a little bit, like you know, he's got to <laughs> do that to those guys sometimes. And, and, and Lois, which was, is good. And Lois a great influence as well. You know, she she's kind of the glue that kept the whole thing together. Uh, I'll yeah, never he, forget. He out kicked his coverage, right? I'll never forget yeah. one time he did. Yes. One time she kept them alive a lot longer. He'd been gone twenty years before now if it weren't for her. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he'd be yeah. the one that would admit it. But any, uh, in fact, some people. So I joke about some guys and their wives. I call them a warden, a warden, mm-hmm. prison warden. Some guys need a warden. John needed a warden at home, okay, yes, to keep would. him in line. But uh, I remember years ago, I didn't really know John, and I just kind of started going to the musky, to the bait shop. And it's kind of funny. There were some Mexican guys who couldn't speak English who had rented a boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, John's trying to give them directions on how to run the motor. <laughs> Oh boy. And <laughs> oh boy. these guys were doing the exact opposite. John was trying to tell him to put the motor in reverse and back away from the from the shore. These guys were putting in forward and ramming it into the shore, banging the prop on the rocks. And John's trying to explain to them. And the more they kept going, they kept slamming into the rock. And John started to started to just lose it. He started screaming, yell, arms were and finally he just got beside himself and turned around and walked in the shop. He couldn't. He just turned around and left. And these guys, the Mexicans are still banging into the into the <laughs> Of course, of course, oh, I teased God. him. I said, little did he know. Those same Mexicans and about twenty other buddies were putting a roof on his place this summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, listen, we, he's going to be yeah. missed, boys. Yeah, he and, will uh, be. Thank you for letting me come and tell that Al Qaeda story. No problem. It's one oh, that I've told a hundred times, and and he just didn't think anything was going to yeah. happen. Those boys knocked on the door. So, guys, well, thank you very you're much. You're welcome, Mike. And uh, Mike will be here at uh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yep. With the. Uh, Walking Neary Home Improvement Show, right. then the Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine Show, and then high school basketball for a couple hours. So. Like Danny said, these guys does everything here. We'll be right back. You're with the glue. Yeah. yeah, I'll call you a gorilla. But we'll be back <laughs> with the glue. first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with the gut report here on uh, the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. We are on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, this tip is coming from Mad Dog and Merrill, our friends, the 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 barbecuers. And, uh, of course, you can always see Mad Dog and Merrill's TV show on Saturday mornings here in Milwaukee on Channel 18. At, I think it's uh, Saturday mornings at 9, oh, Sunday mornings at 930. 
But they've got a recipe for uh, sweet and sour sauce. Oh, I yeah. love sweet and sour. Yeah, go, and this go, is go. really good on chicken and turkey. Let me write this down. You take a small can of mandarin oranges. Again, it's real easy. Mandarin oranges, a quarter cup of brown sugar, two tablespoons of mustard, and two tablespoons of honey. Now, I've made this before, and what I do is I blend those mandarin oranges. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I blend, put them in the little food processor. I got a small one. I use a little bit more brown sugar and a little less mustard. Okay, I just that's just the way my taste buds are. But the way you roll, you just yeah, you just think mandarin oranges, brown sugar, mustard, and honey, and uh, it's a it's a very good sweet and sour sauce. It it does the job. And some people even put a. I talked to some people who have tried this too, and they'll put a a, a little bit of vinegar in it, just a tad for that sour part. But anyway. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com and see all the different things that they sell. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you! I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. You know, Discount Liquor Inc. didn't get their Woody's uh, maple uh, bourbon cream in yet. Must really? be on you order. Went out, you went out there? Uh, Ron was out there, and he says it's uh, it, their their order just didn't come in yet. Uh, they, they will have, and Woodman's sold out. Yeah, <laughs> Woodman's is out. out. Ron got... Well, I was there. There were just a couple bottles left, and then Ron got the— uh, Ron said he got the last one. <laughs> the last one, yeah. yeah. So I got—honey uh, is what I got Greg over oh, there. Oh, the honey one? Yeah, what? so you you tried the maple, right, Right, Tom? yeah. This okay. is, this I is... have the honey bourbon cream. So I, what, yeah. what I want you to do is try it for New Year's tonight or something and give us a report back next oh, week. Oh, I definitely will. That's yeah. your job. I like it over ice, and it's also good in coffee. You did put it in the— <laughs> Coffee. Oh yeah. Oh, Too yeah. bad we can't do that right now. Hey, got a little. Yeah, I know. Be some, I, I, get you. I know. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's got to be some law about drinking and talking on air. I know. Uh, no. Well, look at Dean Martin years I, ago. I, Remember I, when I, he used to come up with a cocktail? Remember? Yeah. Dean oh Martin? yeah, he would come singing with a cocktail. Half yeah. lit. Harry Carey would be lit by the second inning of every game really? he called. Really? Well, I don't think there's a rule Except against I need a an chauffeur FCC. to drive me home. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's an FCC rule Seven against it. Seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, fine. you're right. But <laughs> they're still eating donuts. Yeah, you know there might not be an FCC rule about it, but I think Mike Mike McGivern might have a rule about it. Hey, I just got to bring you this update. Make plans to attend the 2017 Southern Wisconsin Muskie Expo, January 27th, 28th, and 29th. That's going to be out at the Waukesha Expo Center. And uh, if you want more information on the times and the speakers and all that, just go to Southern Wisconsin Muskie, and that's with a Y, Muskie with a Y, Southern Wisconsin Muskie Expo.com. As a matter of fact, uh, I got uh, two free tickets to give away to it. I know it's a little early, but. Two may- free tickets to paradise. Do, you, should I give them away now? Or yeah, why not? All right. It's- Santa Greg, Claus. get the information. The first caller who wants to go to the Wisconsin Muskie Expo, January 27th, 28th, and 29th, I got two tickets free. I'll mail, it, mail them out to you. 
just give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Also coming up next is, you know what's coming up, Danny. What? The Hornschwaggle, brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. You want to go to McGuanago. <laughs> oh, also, uh, you're mentioning musky shows. Now, the Chicago yeah. one's going on in a week. That's the Musky Expo Chicago. Yeah. January 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Pheasant Run Resort. And then the other uh, regular Milwaukee Musky Expo is going to be in February, and that one will be up, I believe, at the Washington County Fairgrounds, I mm-hmm. think, is where that one. So there's a bunch of shows coming up. We'll be trying to talk about all of them, keep you all informed. Right. And uh, we got an email here. And by the way, folks, you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. This one's, this is from uh, oh, Gary in Midtown. He says, hi, Tom and Bushy. Uh, it, when we talked about John's passing, he said, this is something of a shock. It's been obvious that John Lehman hadn't been in the best of health the last few years, but this passing leaves a void in local outdoor radio. I remember way back in 2005 when he was one of the early sponsors of the the fledgling WSSP with a unique approach to outdoor radio, which appealed not only to hardcore outdoorsmen, but even casual listeners like myself, and then he parentheses, blind guy, and a nun in Rome of all places. His passing definitely will leave a void. That's from Gary in Midtown. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've been uh, emailing back and forth, Danny, with Sister Marianne. Oh. Yeah. And, uh Yeah, Sister Marianne Etzel, and uh, she had a lot of nice things to say. Yeah. Well, he's talking about uh, 2005. We started this show. A lot of people don't even know how this show started, how we got the name. Uh, what had happened, I believe it was in the summer of 2005, John called me up to... Uh, what we now call Monkey Island. We used to call it the barbershop, but it's kind of a place where the guys would hang out and uh, drink beer and tell stories. Um, so anyway, went up to the barbershop, and uh, John said, uh, I want to try and do something. He said, Danny, you're a hardworking guy, and you never seem to never seem to get ahead. <laughs> then he said that, Bright, another guy, uh, Brian Dove, who was an artist and had worked with him, I think at Paps, he says, "So let's try and let's try and do some T-shirts or something." And I said, "Okay, well, yeah, we can try and do something." So we sat down and, after about twenty beers, we tried to come up with some ideas for some T-shirts. And uh, Brian was going to be the artist, and they said, "What's going to be the name of our uh, of our enterprise?" And we sat, sat, and finally I said, "Cutting Edge." And they said, "Cutting Edge, I like it." And, and Brian did a little design, Cutting Edge Outdoors. That's going to be our logo for our, our ventures, whatever mm-hmm. we were going to do, hats. Tea. Well, I left for Canada and came back, and John calls me over to the barbershop, a.k.a. Monkey Island again. He says, do you want to do a radio show? I said, when? This Saturday. What? <laughs> <laughs> said, sure. Yeah. And we started doing the show. Gotta, Me and him and Brian Dove, it was an hour-long show. We came in, and it was scared out of our minds, didn't know what we were going to have. We figured I, we had to have every minute. John would try and have every minute scripted. Oh, yeah. Big Dave, uh, uh, Dave, Dave was there, Big O, and uh, at your first show. 
I guess. And he told us a story. I'm going to relive that. I'm going to actually that Al for you. Brown, the late Al Brown, was yeah. at our first show. I don't think Big O was at the first one, I, but well, Big O that's what he came to. He, I think he said ones. he was, but I'll, maybe. I'll, Maybe he was the gotta, one who took the picture. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was there and let's, took the picture. Let's do this break, and then we'll tell that after the Hornswoggle. So we need a contestant for the – oh, we got a contestant for the Hornswoggle? Wow. Holy moly. All right. All right, so stay tuned for the Hornswoggle coming up next. Get ready, Mr. Douglas. He's gonna. Somebody's going to win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. So yeah. stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you from the Interstate Heating Studios. Tom, did I tell you what I bought at Midwestern Shooter Supply? Have I mentioned that on the air yet? Well, do you want to do the horn struggle first? Well, not really. <laughs> I brought, bought a brand new Browning Expo. Yes, you did tell did me about that. that? Yeah, I'm oh, really yes. excited. So, anyway, we got a horn struggle contestant. We do. Okay, who do we got? Oh, we got, uh, I got it right here. We have Jim in Milwaukee. Morning, morning Jim. Good morning, fellas. Okay, you, you know how the Hornswoggle works? Um. Okay, I'll explain. I'll explain, like uh, Desi Arnaz used to explain to Lucy. Um, basically, a Hornswoggle means I'm pulling your leg. So I'm going to make a statement, and if I'm pulling your leg, you say Hornswoggle, Okay. If okay. I'm telling the truth, just say no hornswoggle, okay? Okay. So here we go. Flying squirrels. Flying squirrels do kind of fly through the air, but they're actually gliding. They got some skin that they kind of stretch out and they kind of glide. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Right. Ding, 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 ding. All That's right. one. That's one. <laughs> Turkeys. Well, I'll tell you, I know a lot of turkeys. Well, we got, we I, got, I got one sitting next to me That's here, right. Jim. Remember you used to call a person a turkey? <laughs> we got to bring back. Jive turkey. You Turkey. Yeah. Well, I left the jive out. White people just called you a turkey. <laughs> Not jive turkey. We were just turkeys up in Green Bay. Uh, okay, turkeys, in the wintertime, they get in big flocks, but they tend to segregate by groups. Hens with hens and gobblers with gobblers. Hornswoggle, no hornswoggler. No swoggle. Hornswoggle. That's a no hornswoggle. That's right. I see. A no hornswoggle. When I'm out golfing, I always see a lot of toms together, a lot of hens together. Yeah. Yeah, they, they oh, for some them. reason. Okay, but you're one out of two. And as the song says, two out of three ain't bad if you can get it. Here it goes. Pike and muskies can swallow large, surprisingly large prey. I've heard up to a third, like, third of their body length. Uh, but they can swallow large prey, kind of like a big snake can swallow something, uh, up to and including ducks. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Oh, yeah. 
right. was I was Jim rooting for you, You're Jim. Pulling for you, yeah. Jim. All right. I was rooting for Hang you on, on and, that one. And uh, thanks for listening. And our esteemed producer Greg. Well, we you, got it already. We'll, oh, you got the information. Yeah, yeah, okay, go, I, look at he's on top yeah, of things. Like, he I, drank half that bottle yeah. of Woody's. I didn't think he'd be so quick. Yeah. And I'll send that uh, 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 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages to you, okay? Oh, thanks, fellas. You're All welcome, right. Jim. Take care, man. Bye now. Happy, happy uh, New Year. Okay, yep. same to you. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, you know, when I'm out golfing, I, it's the last time I was out golfing this year, Yep. my friend Dominic and I saw it. We counted 13 Tom Turkeys. Sitting on our tee box as we rolled up to it. Sitting on your... Sitting on the tee box, 13 of them, and it's like, holy moly, look at that, you know? It, and you know what was about, I'd say about 100 feet away, mm-hmm. down a little bit and off into the woods, there was about a dozen hens. <laughs> they yeah. were over the, all the males were over here, all the hens were over there, you know? It's kind of like a... <clears throat> A, a Christmas gathering at the house. Yeah, all the men are in one room telling stories, watching and all, football. Yeah, and all the women are <laughs> in the kitchen talking about their yeah. kids. Yeah, or their yeah, exactly. roast. I was trying to figure whatever out whatever women talk about. I I said to, I how said, much they hate yeah. the guys. I said to Dominic. I said Dominic, how can, how can I uh, smuggle one of these turkeys off of this golf course without anybody seeing it? You know. And he said, "What do you mean?" I says, "Well, maybe if we get this golf cart going fast enough, and I get out my nine iron." <laughs> we were just talking trash, you just know. Talking That's trash. All. Just talking trash. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is if you're coming down Morgan in between Highway 100 and 124th. Every time I drive down that road, I see about three to four turkeys. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the same thing with, uh, they call it uh, uh, Frog Alley out yeah. there by Pewaukee. You go up up and down that road. Every time, you always see turkeys along there. Isn't it called Hog Alley? No, I thought it was Frog Alley. What is Frog Alley? I don't know. That's what John always called it. That's where he hit his deer, you know, a few years back. And, and that's what Frog Alley, he called it. I don't know what the heck that means. Maybe well, maybe I misheard him. Maybe it was Hog Alley. I don't know. Well, there's a Hog Alley <laughs> off of a 94 right by the launch by those two lakes, by uh, Nabob and Neshoda area. Oh, yeah, yeah. You that's Hog Alley. Yeah, that's, that's Hog Alley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I think that's called Hog Alley? Because there's a biker bar yeah, right along yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, obvious. But, that's obvious. But frog. maybe maybe somebody saw a lot of frogs crossing the road or something. <laughs> you know, when my dad was dating my mother... He used to freak her out. He'd drive down the road, and he, he, when it gets wet, you know, in the rain, there will be frogs out on the road, and he'd be swerving trying to hit them, and she'd be screaming, freaking out. That's how he impressed her, I guess. He oh. impressed her with his moves. <laughs> with his driving skills. <laughs> yeah, hitting frogs. But did you ever oh. notice that, though? I oh, have yeah. noticed there are frogs. Certain times of the year. And here's something. We're all getting too old. We we don't stop and smell the roses. We don't stop and see the frogs on the <laughs> And we don't see the earthworms on the sidewalk. As a kid, that was something you'd walk, and you'd look at the sidewalk as you walked to school, and you'd see the earthworms. Nowadays, kids don't even walk to school. Mommy drops them off in the SUV because Johnny can't walk a block. Especially after a good rain. Oh, yeah, yeah, after a good rain. And I'm surprised. You know what? I You'd don't see the worms. I deliberately try not to step on them. Right. You know, I, I notice that a lot of kids nowadays don't pick their own worms. They'll they'll pay two and a half, three dollars a dozen for them at the bait shop, you know, but they won't go out and pick their own. 
Well, why not? It's like mom and dad are going to buy it for them. God, we all, buy everything for them. And we used to pick the worms. We used to put them in dirt, and then later on, we put it in bus bedding. You we, know, we used my to mom go, didn't like them in the refrigerator. We'd, we'd take the hose <laughs> and we'd spray the garden yep. down. Then we'd go out in the mud. In the I'm talking yeah. mud, Tom. Yeah. And you'd spot them, and then you had to be lightning fast. Oh yeah. And you'd grab down into the mud. You didn't just grab the night crawler. You grabbed yeah. a fistful of mud. And squeezed, and, and you then, had to be careful. And then you, yeah, be careful because the the night crawler would be between your fingers, yeah, right? Yeah. And you'd be pulling up, and you didn't want to break it in half, and you had to kind of pull out of the ground and wait till it relaxed. Yeah. And then you could pull it right out. You yeah. brought a flashback to me. I hadn't yeah. thought of that in years. Yeah. Or sometimes you'd get the mud, and you'd wait to feel yeah. if you had the night crawler in there. Yeah. That well, was half the fun of getting ready for fishing with Dad yeah. was getting the night getting crawlers the night, crawlers the night before. The, yeah, yeah, you had that to was, do that. That was our job. Yeah, that was uh, that was like a normal thing. That normal every, thing, get the night crawlers and go fishing. And, yeah, and then there are some kids that were industrious. They'd sell night crawlers. They'd pick them, you know, and then they'd sell them. Up by know? Superior, Wisconsin, it was kind of a cottage industry up there. You, all over the street, there'd be these old refrigerators that would mm -hmm. be sitting outside along along a road. And that was the honor system. Yeah. People could come by and just open up and grab whatever and put the money mm -hmm. in the little slot. Well, I hope it worked out for them. We got to go to nice. Greg's update. Yeah, those guys are owning. Yeah. They're those those guys are owners, <laughs> CEOs of companies <laughs> yeah, now, Tom. Right. They were working at a young age. Yeah, we've got the update coming up with Greg Janik, and right after that, we will start the second hour of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies. Oh. Cutting edge outdoors. Turkey. Yes. I got a turkey story when we come back. All right. We'll be right back on 105.7 FM, The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.